Hey, spooky friends. Hey, hey, hey. Guess what? We're back from the dead. Yes, this is not a bonus episode. Woot, woot. (laughs) (laughs) Although I still have like 20 of those left, so I could do more in the future when we need a break. But we are back. And this episode is going to be us reading um, submitted stories that you guys have sent to us because I've had several over the last month or two that we've been on our break. And so I thought, what better time to come back from the break than to read these. But before we get into that, Kat and I want to let you guys know that we are still going through evidence from our trip to Nana and Grandpa's house. And we will be making a podcast episode about it and also a YouTube video about it showing you and letting you hear the evidence that we found because we did find evidence. All the evidence. Mm-hmm. Kat has been going through a ton of it so far, right? And you've found like some good stuff, so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've gone through some of our handheld footage guys like I'm, I'm gonna say it on the video too when when we do that recording but that was a brand new camcorder for both of us mm-hmm. and we did not realize that you have to charge the microphone <laughs> in order to attach it to the camcorder for it to record audio like both of us totally just thought that you plug it into the camera and it will feed off of the camera battery not the case so it is just footage there's no audio associated with it but going through that um, going through the live stream that we took of the third floor going through all of the stationary cameras that we had set up around the house i mean there's shout out to to guys that do those ghost hunting shows and all the different ghost hunting shows because that is just dedication to go through all that footage Yeah, when when you ghost hunt and you just set a camera somewhere and let it record while you're not there, guess what? You have to go back and listen and watch that whole thing. You can't speed through it because you might miss something. So you have to literally, if you get 10 hours of video, you have to sit for 10 hours and watch that. It's a lot. There's no speeding it up or, or going through it quickly or jumping around like you gotta sit there. And watch and listen. <laughs> yeah. So, but we are we are working on that, and we're going to have it out, coming out hopefully pretty soon. And I am going to start writing again. I've had a few people, several people, I think, message me, like email me, and ask if I'm going to keep writing. And I am going to start back doing that. I think an episode here soon is going to be my next short story. So, I am working on that. I am still um, tossing around the idea of writing a novel. It would be my second published work. So I am tossing around that idea. I already have a storyline for it. In fact, for those of you who have listened to those episodes, there's a three-part series I did for Halloween two years ago. It was the first three-part episode I did. And it was called um, Lady of the House. And I'm going to take that three-part story and combine it and tweak it and turn it into a novel. Oh, that is so exciting. Yep, I'm going to do it. I already have the changes in my head that I want to make. And like, I really, I really love that storyline. Definitely one of my, my favorite stories that you've written too. Yeah. 
It's it's a good one. I really like that one. And it's kind of loosely based off Nan and Grandpa's house. Like I used their house kind of in mind when I created the one that's in the story. And I call the lady lady of the house because that's what Nanny always called Julia, who haunts her house. She always mm-hmm. referred to her as the lady of the house. So I've always liked that. But what are we doing today? Yep, today we are reading submitted stories from listeners like yourself. If you ever want to submit a true ghost story to us that has happened to you or someone very close to you that gives you permission, uh, you can email that to us, Cynthia at truehauntings.com. Email that to us and we would be thrilled to include it in a podcast episode. So the first one we have is from Kelly. And this is a long one, but it's good. So Kelly says... I'm 56 and live in Florida, just south of St. Augustine. Nice. Woohoo! I was, however, born and raised in West Virginia. Oh my God, how weird is that? That's where my grandparents are from. That's weird. Uh, I've always been super into scary movies and ghost stories. I'll start off by reminding you of the guest you had that spoke about a memory he had while his mother was still pregnant with him. After I heard that, I thought, maybe I'm not as crazy as I thought I might be. So she says, my first recollection of any kind was me still in my mom, not just stomping her bladder, but actually thinking that I had to keep repeating something back to myself over and over again so I didn't forget it when I was born. I think it may have been my memory of standing in a long line of people trying to see God to tell him what I'd like to sign up for in this next life. I hope that's a real thing. That's very cool. <laughs> sounds pretty amazing. Like, um, I'll take the uh, born in Florida um, <laughs> with a grandparents with a haunted house. I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a lot of merits I'd previously earned in other lives but I had to figure out how to best use them for my next life before I got to the front of the line. Weird, huh? I know that is why I believe in reincarnation. My next memory is of me still in my mom, listening to everything she said. At some point, I heard her tell my dad a big fat lie, and I was like, you are so getting in trouble when I get out of here and rat you out, mom. (laughs) That's awesome. I think it never happened since newborns don't usually throw people under the bus as soon as they pop out. And I'm pretty sure if I had, I'd still be hearing about that today. So she's saying, I guess I must not have told him. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to first grade. Lucky me, I had scarlet fever and chicken pox at the same time. Itchy and sick as F. Mom says I was talking to people that weren't there. I remember laying on the living room couch and yelling at these people in there. I was telling them to get the fuck out of my house. Doubtful, I actually cussed because the worst thing I could come up with when I was mad at my best friend was to call her a double diarrhea doo-doo head. (laughs) Excellent combination of words. (laughs) Yes. I remember that there were three to five people in the room with me, all black like silhouettes. I could see what sex they were, mostly men, because we all know they are the troublemakers. I don't know. The female ones are pretty sketchy, too. (laughs) 
I could see the cut of their clothes, but no detail. Just black, but with little twinkly white dots like stars on them. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Not sure what kind of shit they gave me, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't LSD since I was just in the first grade. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to know your thoughts on that. I mean, I don't know, girl. Maybe your mom was drugging you up good. (laughs) Welcome to fevers. (laughs) Yeah, right? Fever dreams. The only ghostly thing that has happened to me is I was home one day and heard a sneeze. Thinking it was my son, I said, bless you. Then thought a minute and was like, wait, my son is not home. I was alone. He still says that the house was haunted, but I don't know his stories off the top of my head. We lived in Flagler Beach, just a mile south of the sugar mill ruins that was, I believed, torched by Indians. We lived in Flagler Beach, just a mile south of the sugar mill ruins that was, I believe, torched by Indians back in the day. So who knows, maybe some Indian with a cold died on that property. I've now sold that house, and I'm building an Ormond Beach, And I'm hoping that there won't be any bones dug up while they are putting in my pool. (laughs) That would be preferable. I do have some callings once in a while. I get overwhelming urges to do something or check on something or get feelings of dread. My mother says I got that from my dad's mom. I was on 95 North probably two summers ago just driving along and saw this elderly black man whose car had broken down on the median. It was hot as hell, and a huge black storm cloud was moving in fast. I passed him, but couldn't shake the feeling I needed to help him. I looked at my gas, and it was low. I had to go get gas and go back down and turn around to go pick him up. I had to do it. Not sure why it was so important to me, but I couldn't let him walk away. I'm sure he was like, crazy white girl in a BMW just picked me up. I told him I'd pass him when I went back for him. I guess I freaked him out because he didn't want to ride to his house. He had me drop him at where he said he worked. I still laugh at that. What did he think I was going to do to him? (laughs) I mean, people be crazy, so... I've had other strong feelings. The last one was a year ago, March 14th. I had a horrible feeling of dread. Super sick feeling I couldn't shake. I texted my husband to go check on him. He was out driving somewhere, but fine. But after he got home that day, we got in a big fight. Well, he yelled and I cried as he'd gotten into drugs. That was the last time I saw him. He went to jail for beating me up, and I'm still trying to get divorced. I still have my text of that day. I was so upset that I thought he was hurt or dead. Now, a year later, I'm wishing wood chippers were cheaper. Oh, my God, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's all my personal stories that I can think of at the moment, but I do have stories told to me by my mom's mom and my dad. As I said, I'm from West Virginia. My family lived way out past BFE in the mountains. Thank God we moved to Charleston before I was born. My mother's mother used to deliver the newspaper by horseback way up some holler. There was this bridge she would have to go over as part of her route. One day, her horse did not want to go over that bridge at all. It kept fighting her, and she couldn't figure out what was spooking it so badly. 
There was just one little old man sitting there fishing off the side, nothing out of the ordinary at all. She finally got the horse across and glanced back to the man, as she was kind of embarrassed by her horse at that point, but didn't see him. She was like, dang, that man must have run off because of the horse acting up. But when she got to the next place and was telling someone about her horse acting a fool, they asked her if she saw anyone fishing. And come to find out, that man she saw had fallen off that bridge and drowned and was seen there all the time. Not sure if she kept that route after that, but I sure as shit would have quit that day. (laughs) That's actually really cool. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good story. Then that same grandmother also saw another ghost. She was sleeping one night and felt the covers being pulled off her. She looked down and saw an old man at the foot of the bed tugging on the blanket. Then all of a sudden he was next to her and pushing on her chest and she could hardly breathe. She got free, of course, but never wanted to sleep in that room again. I wouldn't either. No touching me when I'm sleeping. Like, that's just, that's just not okay. I don't like to be touched. (laughs) Cindy's like, personal space, guys. Then my dad had an experience. Again, way up in the mountains in an old house that had no plumbing. He got up one night to go out to the outhouse and went down the steps to the first floor. All of a sudden, this little boy came running across in front of him when he'd just gotten off the last step. He put his hand out in front of himself to keep the boy from plowing into him, but his hand went right through the boy. I can't remember for sure, but I think it was a boy that had died there in that house before my dad's relatives bought it. I'd shit myself or have a heart attack, or what my son calls a shark attack. (laughs) 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 I probably would too. I mean, that reminds me of my movie's story of the little boy that ran past my stall that was not really there in the movie that in the bathroom theater bathroom there we go but this one's even cooler because that boy ran right through this guy it sounds like like he put his hand out to block the boy and the boy just went right through and then she says oh i almost forgot this one you'll love this because it's super (laughs) creepy at least it is to me my great-grandfather was sick and they thought he would die He thought so, too, when he was maybe in sleep paralysis because he couldn't move, but he could see. He saw a bunch of small, black, gore-dripping demons, like five inches tall, standing on him, cutting him with their nails and putting rot and poop and worms and all kinds of disgusting things inside his skin. He freaked out and prayed his ass off and promised God that if he spared him, he would serve him every day until he died. He lived and kept his promise. He cleaned the church every day. If it didn't need cleaned, he fixed things up. He did this until he died. I mean, you got to hold up your end of the bargain, that's for sure. That's intense. He saw five-inch-tall creatures on him, cutting him with their nails and just shoving nasty things in his skin. That's so gross. That is a lot of stories, and they're good. That was good. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yes, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. So for this episode, I have one more that I want to read. But it's not long, but I think it's important, actually, that we read it. So let me get it pulled up. Okay, so the first time Tegan emailed me was October 21st in 2022. 
Tegan emailed me and said, on October 1st, so this would have been just a few weeks before, I saw a human figure that I saw six years ago. I was alone and it was no normal figure. Her eyes were disfigured and she tried to choke me in the blackness, but I am scared because the next night my mother heard breathing and my closet had a piece of paper that has die in red written on it. And then she said the closet gets knocked on, but it's very quietly knocked on. And she says, what should I do? You got to call somebody. So I wrote her back and I told her I was so sorry that she was uncomfortable in her home. And I'm sorry that was happening to her. I told her I would post about it and, and read it and see if anybody had good advice about it. And I did that in the Facebook group and some people responded. Well, now she, she has written me back again. And now she says, I am not in the same house anymore. I moved, but it looks like she followed me. She says, when I see her, she kills everyone I love and chases me till she catches me and tries to kill me. And when I wake up, so she's dreaming this. So when I wake up, I feel sick and hurt in my back and ribs. She said, I just want it to stop. And ever since my grandpa passed, it gets worse and worse. Please help me stop this. So... If anybody has had an experience like that, I'm going to post this in the Facebook group. And if you've got some advice for Tegan, please comment on that post and tell Tegan what you think might help if you were in a similar situation, what you did. Because it sounds like she's not just submitting like a spooky story. It sounds like she's really got something going on in her house that's affecting her life. It's it sounds serious. I mean, since it it sounds like it's mostly happening in her sleep, you know, she's dreaming these kinds of things. It sounds like there's there's some kind of, if there is energy, and let's say it's not just dreams, but if there is some kind of energy that's with her, following her around from from dwelling to dwelling, because she's moved, obviously, I would say try and do some research on... I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's basically being uh, self-aware during dream state. So kind of being able to be in control of yourself during dreams um, Mm -hmm. and able to recognize that it's a dream. And if if you can do some research on that and try and harness that the next time it happens, trying to assert yourself with this energy and say, you know, hey, if if you've got a beef with me or something, like, let's talk about this. Or what is your purpose? What do you want? Confront this thing. Or if that's too uncomfortable, which I wouldn't blame you, confronting it in your dream state and saying, hey, this is my life. This is, this is my universe. You are not part of my realm. Go away and leave me alone. You are not welcome anymore. Because essentially that's mm-hmm. the at the end of it, that's what we have to do. If you want to help it, great. If if you want to just be done with it, that's the next best option is to just say, hey, this is not okay. I don't care what your problem is. Go away. It's called lucid dreaming. Thank you. Lucid dreaming. See, I knew it had an, an official name. 
I, I looked it up and it says lucid dreaming happens when you're aware that you're dreaming. You are able to recognize your thoughts and emotions as the dream happens. Sometimes you can control the lucid dream. You may be able to change the people, environment, or storyline. And we're not implying that your issue isn't paranormal or, or even that it is. We aren't implying any of that. We're just saying if it is paranormal and you can figure out how to lucid dream, you might be able to expel from the dream whatever this thing is that's, that's bothering you. And I, and I think that's just because a lot of energies, it, it takes a lot of power, whatever you want to call it, to be able to interact on the living plane, you know, to move things around, to open cupboards and doors and slam windows and that kind of stuff. That, that takes a lot of energy for a spirit. Everyone knows that for the most part. But if you're unconscious and you think about dream state, so many things can happen in a dream state without much trying. Like you don't have to try, like, Mm -hmm. you know, we fly in our dreams and we teleport and do all kinds of crazy stuff in our dreams that are not even possible in real life. So who's to say that it's not way easier for a spirit or an entity of some kind to be able to enter and or affect your dream state without expending as much energy, mm-hmm. you know, to, to try and get their point across or, you know, create whatever outcome they're wanting to see. So if, if that's where you're mostly feeling Tegan, if, if that's where you're mostly experiencing stuff, I'd say, see if you can try and, do some lucid dreaming just to say piss off (laughs) yeah this is not okay anymore go away yeah for sure listen this episode is gonna is episode 118 and it's gonna come out on friday may 26th so on that day i will post in the facebook group um this email message from her from tegan and you guys comment under it if you have advice but be sure to keep it kind always be respectful that kind of thing which you guys almost always do like i don't i've only had like a couple issues that's not a thing (laughs) but anyway yeah i'm gonna put it up there you guys tell tegan what you think might help her situation and keep us posted let us know what happens yeah update us for sure Uh um one last thing so i have this weird idea i i told i told kat what it was before we started recording but and I'm on I'm, board. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are. It's not your house. <laughs> no. Um, so I had this weird idea. In my house, I have like hair that my nanny found on the third floor of her haunted house. I have that in my house. I also have a Nefertiti doll that she had that she loved this doll. It's a ceramic porcelain doll. And it's in my office. And it's been said that this doll has like weird vibes around it. So it was given to me and, and I love it. And it's in my office. I also have a princess Diana porcelain doll in her wedding gown and all that, that my nanny also had at her home that she loved. And she put it on display the day I was married because I did get married in her house. And so I have that, but it's boxed up in my basement. So a couple of things, two things. First of all, I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool to do a YouTube video 
of me unboxing it just in case something weird happens while I'm doing it because that doll has also got some weird vibes attached to it, probably just from being in Nanny's house for so long. But I thought about that. But then the second thing is, I have a an address for my True Hauntings business. And that address is 4694 Cemetery Road, number 376, in Hilliard, Ohio, 43026. I was thinking that I'm going to put this in the show notes of the show. And if you have an object, any object that you feel like is haunted or possessed or whatever, and you don't want it in your possession anymore, you, you don't, you're not cool with it. You want to get rid of it. I would say that I'm okay with you sending it to me if you want. And I will put it in my office and we'll see what happens. Uh (laughs) Now, don't send it to me if you want it back, because I don't want to have to be responsible for making sure things don't get broken or whatever. Not that I'm implying I'm going to break anything because I'm not. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want that responsibility. So if you send it to me, send it to me knowing you're not going to get it back. But if you do have some weird haunted thing that you don't want in your possession anymore... I'm comfortable with you sending that to me if you want. I'll put it in my office. I'll snap a picture of it every now and then. If it's doing weird things, I'll take some video of it and post it. Like, I'm cool with all that. So I'm going to put this address in the show notes and you guys send me your haunted things. No Ouija boards, though. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm not saying that. If you have a haunted Ouija board, send it. I'm cool with it. Haunted tarot cards, I'm down. Whatever, haunted light bulb, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) I'll plug it in and see if the lights flicker. (laughs) Um, Nothing, no no murder weapons or anything. Like, I don't want any of that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But that's where I draw the line. No no stabby things, you know. (laughs) But yeah, I just thought that would be kind of a neat thing to do and see how it goes. My kids are going to hate it, but <laughs> just don't <laughs> tell them about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be my test to see if the house becomes more haunted than there normal. you go. <laughs> All right. So it's been really fun chatting with you guys after such a long break. Sorry, we had to do that, but we really did need kind of a breather. So it was, it was good to take that. And I really appreciate you guys being so patient about it. Because I don't know if you're into the bonus episodes or not, but they're fun. I feel like they're fun. Right, Kat? I I mean, I recorded the bonus episodes for the most part, so I always have a lot of fun with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I started from the beginning. So I even, I even posted some that Tina and I did, some that Brick and I did. Uh, there with was the some random that you and birds I did. appearing in the attic. That, that episode yeah. was always fun. It's been a pleasure chatting with you guys and we will see you next week because we are back, baby. Mm -mm. We're Mm -hmm. back. We're back. So, you know what I'm going to say? Until next time. Spooky later.